You're listening to Theology and Apologetics with Thomas Fretwell, bringing theology to life. Welcome back to the Theology and Apologetics podcast. This is our 10-minute devotion series. On today's episode, we will be looking at the subject of praise and worship and how it relates to spiritual warfare. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. just like to remind you that this is a listener supported podcast and if this podcast has been a blessing to you please consider becoming a patron supporter for exclusive benefits and gifts at patreon forward slash theology and apologetics So let's begin by looking at a chapter in 1 Chronicles 25. This is a chapter that deals with the division of the musicians, the Levites. And it's a chapter that is easily skipped over. The the, the whole chapter really consisting of just a list of names and numbers. However, we know that in the word of God, everything is there for a reason and we must not skip over any of it. And this is actually a fascinating topic dealing with the subject of music and praise. You see, the Bible declares that music existed even before the creation of the world. Music comes from God. It was heard when the foundations of the earth were laid and the morning stars sang together, it says in the book of Job, chapter 38, verse 7. The angelic choirs filled the throne room of God and we too are exhorted to sing for joy to the Lord in Psalm 95, to make music from your heart to the Lord in Ephesians 5.19. Music is a gift from God, one that is really an overflow of his nature and a beautiful way for us to praise him. It testifies to the fact that God is himself beautiful. The famous composer Johann Sebastian Bach, he wrote a wonderful composition called The Passion of St. Matthew. He was a believer. He wrote most of his music for worship. And in The Passion of St. Matthew, he skillfully uses music to take the listener on an emotional journey through the gospel story. Classic FM lists this piece as the number one piece that will change your life. He firmly believed the Bible. And in his Bible... Next to 1 Chronicles chapter 25, we find this written, a note that he made. He says, this chapter is the true foundation for all God-pleasing music. And then at the end of the chapter, he had this written, splendid proof that music was instituted by the Spirit of God through David. So what's he referring to? Let's look at 1 Chronicles 25 verse 1. It says, moreover, David and the commanders of the army set apart for the service some of the sons of Asaph and of Heman and of Jeduthun who were to prophesy with lyres, harps and cymbals. Now it's interesting. I believe we are given a very specific detail here. It was David and the military leaders of the nation who had a part in determining the nation's worship. The musical instruments there speaking of this connection to praise and worship. You see... It's interesting that the king, David, and the military leaders were involved with this. There is a huge connection between worship and warfare. And in a spiritual sense, that's what I want to examine. I believe we may have lost sight of this in the church. We need to recover the sacredness of praise music. Worship leaders in many ways are in fact spiritual warriors in the church. We see this all over the Bible. It's a vision we need to recapture in the church today. Let's look at a, another example from scripture. Second Chronicles chapter 20. We have the narrative here of King Jehoshaphat of Judah. 
He was a good king, but he was being invaded by a multitude of Ammonites, Moabites, Edomites, and Jehoshaphat cried out to the Lord God for help. And in verse 3 it says this, Jehoshaphat was afraid and turned his attention to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Verse 4 it says, he then prayed. Verse 5 says, Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court, and he said, O Lord, the God of our fathers, are you not in the heavens, and are you not ruler over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in your hands, so that no one can stand against you. And then the Lord answers Jehoshaphat through a prophet. Verses 15 to 17. Do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Station yourselves, stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out to face them, for the Lord is with you. And then look at their response. They worship the Lord. Verse 18, Jehoshaphat bowed his head and his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. But then, notice the next verse. Look what happened. The Levites from the sons of the Kohathites and the sons of the Korahites, stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a very loud voice. This response from the Lord elicited praise and worship from the nation. And then look at the next morning, what happens at the battle. Verse 21 to 22, it says, They consulted with the people. He appointed those, this is the king, He appointed those who sang to the Lord, and who praised him in holy attire, probably referring to those people who did this spontaneously the night before. And then look what it says. And they went out before the army. And they said, give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness is everlasting. And when they began singing and praising, the Lord set ambushes against the sons of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir, they who had come against Judah, so they were routed. That detail is absolutely fascinating. The people, the singers, the Levites, the Korathites, those people who would praise God with their voices were sent out to fight before the army. They were the front line. They were seeking the Lord. They were praying to the Lord. They were worshipping him. They were humbling themselves before him and just giving thanks for his loving kindness in a worshipful adoration of his name. And because of that, the enemy was defeated. And often we know in the Bible that these ancient enemies typify the flesh in the spiritual walk. This is a wonderful lesson for our own lives. When we are struggling with the flesh, when we are in the midst of spiritual battle, a lesson for us is to overcome this by simple praise and worship in our devotional lives. This is what we see Paul and Silas doing in the Philippian jail. Do you remember after they were beaten and imprisoned for his name? Acts 16 verse 25 says, But about midnight... Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God and the prisoners were listening to them. We find this replicated throughout Christian history. The missionary Mary Slessor, she worked for many years tirelessly in China for Christ and she used to say this, I sing the doxology and dismiss the devil. Another missionary, Amy Carmichael, she says, I believe truly that Satan cannot endure it and so slips out of the room more or less when there is a true song referring to a praise song there. William Law, in his spiritual classic, A Serious Cruel to a Devout and Holy Life, has this to say about worship and praise. Just as singing is a natural effect of joy in the heart, so it has also a natural power of rendering the heart joyful. 
There is nothing that so clears away for your prayers, nothing that so disperses dullness of heart, nothing that so purifies the soul from poor and little passions, nothing that so opens heaven or carries your heart so near it as these songs of praise. They create a sense and delight in God. They awaken holy desires. They teach you how to ask and they prevail with God to give. They kindle a holy flame. They turn your heart into an altar, your prayers into incense and carry them as a sweet smelling saviour to the throne of grace. Wonderful quotation. No wonder Satan hates songs of praise. Let us remember this in our own spiritual walks as we are called to be salt and light in this earth. As we enter into spiritual warfare, let us not forget that the singers go first, giving praise and worship to his name. Let's emulate the attitude of the psalmist. Psalm 146 verses 1 and 2. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord while I live and I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. You've been listening to Theology and Apologetics. This podcast is supported by your generous donations. To help us continue to bring you great content, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash theologyandapologetics. If you've been blessed by this podcast, please leave us a review and remember to connect with us on social media. For more resources, please go to theologyandapologetics.com. Thanks for listening.